is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, there's finally good basketball news to talk about. Michigan uh, looked pretty good in a win over Maryland. As bad as Maryland is, you need one of those wins every now and then where you just take it to them. The entire game, 83-64. Hunter Dickinson was surgical out there. That was my favorite part of the game. Uh, He picked apart that defense. Uh, is this enough, you think, to get Michigan back on track, or is this just a case of, of Michigan, uh, we'll say, an okay team playing Maryland, a bad team? I think it's a little mix of both. Hopefully it's more of the former. You know, I, I'd like to think that with the schedule coming up, Michigan has an opportunity to you know, improve, uh, continue to look good, uh, have some players, have some better games, like a Caleb Houston, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, you know, Hunter Dickinson always loves playing Maryland, always plays well against Maryland, uh, it seems. So, you know, I think this is a, a game to, to get the Wolverines back on the right track. You know, it, if you look back at the cancellations early in the year and uh, then the fact that even uh, Hunter Dickinson and Brandon Johns weren't available against Illinois, some other couple players as well. You know, this was the, the, the first time that it felt like, you know, uh, a full team, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, full starting lineup was there. Uh, you had some role players, you know, step up, uh, make some plays. You know, Frankie Collins, a uh, guy who looked impressive, uh, looked like that point guard of the future. And, you know, Devontae Jones even, you know, against Illinois having a, a good game overall. Jace Howard coming in and making a couple of plays where it seemed like nobody wanted to make plays in that game. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think this is a – I think this is a good team. I don't think we've seen enough of the good version of the team. Hopefully we'll see more of that moving forward. And, and I guess you just hope that what you saw against Maryland, at least, is a sign of things to come. Uh, you reminded me that Chase Howard was going at it with Kofi Coburn in the paint. <laughs> in that image, man. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he was He's fighting for his life. Doing everything there. he could, you know. <laughs> diving on the floor you know he uh, you know and he got a lot of credit for that i think a lot of people loved seeing fight you know the thing about that game against illinois you, you don't go in you know especially coming off of the cancellations and not knowing who's available a couple of game time decisions and then ultimately no hunter dickinson you know you don't really think you're gonna win that game uh if you're michigan probably and i don't think fans had any expectations but they hung around you know they played tough they showed some fight. You know, there's been plenty of times this season where there was no fight. You know, it felt like when they got down, they were down and out, and that was it. You know, a guy like Jace Howard coming in and literally playing all out to, to do whatever he could to make even uh, a little difference, you know, uh, I think kind of set the tone for some guys. You know, I think the, the, the way they played defensively against Illinois, uh, especially since Illinois and Purdue went back and forth in like 15 overtimes, you know, a few – few days later on, on Martin Luther King Day. What, an, what a great Big Ten game. What a great college basketball game that was. You know, lots of points, obviously. But, you know, that's, that's I think, where, where I'll, I'll focus is, is the, the way Michigan played defense against Maryland, the way Michigan played defense most of the time against Illinois, you know, on the road last Friday. It felt like that is where Michigan could be consistent. You know, if you can lock down defensively, you got a lot of playmakers, a lot of good – uh, defensive players on Michigan's team, and then you know ultimately at least eliminate the turnovers. Even if you can't find the way to get the the baskets to fall, 
you know, you're going to be in more games. And I think when Michigan wasn't playing defense and they were turning the ball over, they got out of games that should have never gotten out of hand. So hopefully moving forward, you know, Michigan's able to lock up, not let stars go off for 30 points apiece. Uh, and then, yeah, ultimately limit the turnovers and, and force a lot of turnovers. I didn't realize until looking at the schedule that obviously, you know, there were a few games canceled slash postponed, but it had been exactly one month since Michigan's last win. So they beat Maryland January 18th, last win before that, Southern Utah, December 18th. I did not realize it had been a full month. And then you got uh, Indiana on the road on Sunday. We finally know that one's tipping at 3.30, I think on CBS, yeah. Uh, followed by Northwestern road game against Michigan State. Like Michigan is a team at this point that uh, they have to play their way back into the NCAA tournament field, and a really great way to start that by winning at Indiana, a team that uh, has, has turned things around in a in a nice way under a new coach. And and yeah, that's a tough place to play, as everybody knows. Uh, does this look for real to you? And I guess I'm getting back to my first question. Uh, is this is this a team that that's about to turn the corner and like figure itself out, or not so much? You know, expect to lose by 15 at Indiana or something like that. I would hope that the Indiana game's competitive. You know, again, a team that seems to be heading in the right direction. Finally, after years and years, it seems at this point. Uh, always a tough place to play, especially, you know, that CBS Sunday game, you know, those Saturday Sunday games, uh, you know, people, people in Bloomington will be out. That'll be a packed house. Hopefully have Michigan has a couple of uh, representatives as fans, but I think that that's a game, you know, you can win on the road. Michigan needs to win in a road environment. Uh, you know, you have a game against Northwestern after that. And then, yeah, I mean, you have an at Michigan state, but Michigan state really struggled. Uh, recently and and hasn't looked good even in some wins at times and so you know I think again just like we talk about which seems like at least the the last few basketball seasons I mean anyone can really beat anybody in the Big Ten on any given night any given day Uh, I think Michigan can can definitely win the next two games on the schedule I have a hard time seeing him go beat Michigan State on the road um, the Saturday following this Saturday but you know, a good way to get on track is to, you know, get more wins than losses in that in that Big Ten win-loss column uh, and give yourself some kind of positive momentum. Uh, you know, the, the non-conference, the overall record does, did not go well. It does not look good. Uh, if you can, you know, get yourself in the, in the near the top of the race, at least the top 50% of the Big Ten and stay there, you know, you've got a shot until a team eventually pulls away, if they even do this season. So, you know, uh, good opportunities coming up. Uh, one on the road, one at home, both winnable games. Uh, you know, Michigan has a lot of talent, a lot of playmakers. It just doesn't seem like they've been able to put it together. And and I think moving forward again, I'll, I'll stick with defense. I think that that will have to be this team's identity. You know, they're going to have to limit uh, how much their opponent scores because it just seems like there's time periods where they, they don't have a rotation that can get enough buckets. Uh, and that's the concerning part, especially come tournament time, especially in the big games. And then, you know, let alone on the road in big games. So if they can play solid defense, uh, limit Indiana scoring opportunities, and then do just enough to score more points, I mean, that's how you win a ball game. You're right that there seems to not be enough scoring or the lineups don't produce enough scoring. 
Think about when Hunter Dickinson is in with Musa Diabate. Your four or five, you know, they can shoot it, but like that's not what you really want. Uh, think about if Devontae Jones is out there as well. You know, has been playing better, been shooting better, but uh, he's not a guy who's going to light it up from deep. Uh, in that lineup, you're really counting on two guys, uh, two wings to do the bulk of, of your shooting anyway. Uh, you know, scoring, I guess, uh, you know, Diabate is, he's athletic enough to, to kind of uh, do what he wants to with the ball against most defenders anyway. Hunter Dickinson is obviously very strong and, and the offense works well when they play through him. He's not necessarily scoring, but he's able to find guys uh, like we saw against Maryland. But that brings me to Frankie Collins as sort of his X-Factor guy because he's somebody who can go get a bucket. He's also somebody who I think had two air balls against Maryland <laughs> and one hit the shot clock. <laughs> but if if he's able to play consistently uh, and and make some of the plays like we saw him do against Maryland, I mean, that was an insane adjustment at the rim he had on an alley-oop that you know, doesn't go down as a dunk like that would have been great if he could have finished it like that. But just the midair adjustment, able to to get that ball up on the rim and in. I mean, if that's the Frankie Collins we see, is he an upgrade over Devonte Jones? I'd say so. You know, just the the flashy plays, you know, are more fun to watch, um, and so it'll naturally catch your eye. Um, you know, I, I think that's. I texted you, you know, him and Donovan Edwards as young guys, you know, Donovan Edwards, you know, throwing a pass in a Big Ten championship, uh, you know, having a big catch in, in a game that was out of hand in the college football playoff. You know, Frankie Collins has flashy, you know, handles. He, he can get to the cup. You know, he, he had some coast-to-coast uh, moments, you know, the adjustment in the air. You know, he he seems like a point guard that, you know, doesn't have everything. He's young. Uh, you know, with experience, you know, point guards grow a lot. Uh, and there's definitely a couple of things he could work on with his game, you know, being a more consistent shooter. But you look at a guy like a Derek Walton, you know, Derek Walton wasn't taking the number of threes that he ended up taking as he got older. You know, I don't think Frankie Collins is in the one-and-done category, uh, especially with the, the, the lack of playing time and tape. Uh, you know, certainly anyone talented enough uh, to get the rankings that these guys do that came into Michigan could be one-and-dones, but... You know, I think Frankie Collins is definitely the point guard of the future. And, you know, similar to a, you know, Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, you know, we might see more Frankie Collins. Uh, Devontae Jones will always have a role. Hopefully he'll continue to be a leader, continue to take care of the ball and play solid defense. But, you know, you're not going to be able to keep Frankie Collins on the, the bench, especially if he has those, like, magical, flashy plays. You know, he's, he's bringing an element to the team that, that nobody else seems to have especially with his ball handling ability and his size. So the more Frankie Collins, the merrier, if you ask me. That's a good analogy because I think Devontae Jones, his strengths, the things that like keep him on the court are the steady hand, which we didn't see early. It was too many fouls, uh, you know, too many turnovers, and then not being able to, to score the ball consistently by himself. But when he's, when he's steady – and when he's using, like he's a strong guy. You can see that when he drives uh, and, and he's able to get shots up. If, if he can put those two things together and just like be the, you know, even like just like a rock solid guy at point guard, you know, maybe he, he scores 8, 10, 12 points and, 
and more than half of those, you know, came in the paint, uh, I don't know, Xavier Simpson style, you know, like if that's him, that's his advantage. And, and then, you know, you, you're taking a risk by going with the, the younger flashier kid, a la JJ McCarthy. Uh, and, and so, you know, if, if, if that's what happens, it's like Devonte Jones, you've earned your spot. You, you run this offense well enough. You don't make mistakes. You're going to stay out there. I think that's his, uh, his best shot. That's the thing that that's where he can gain an advantage and stay on the court. Yeah. You know, I think Frankie Collins and what you like about him is his ability in transition and Michigan just doesn't seem to excel in transition, uh, this year compared to, to last year or even past years. Uh, you know, and then just the the lack of being able to shoot the three ball. You know, where Frankie Collins is, is dangerous is he's going to beat a guy off the dribble. He's going to be able to get to the rack, and he's going to be able to kick it out. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be enough guys to kick it out to, and even the guys that are getting uh, the ball uh, aren't hitting the shots, you know. But you have an Eli Brooks. You have a Caleb Houston. Uh, you know, there are other guys who can hit three-pointers. just doesn't seem to be super consistently, like, He'll be a better point guard when he gets his shot, and he'll be a better point guard when Michigan can find a way to get more, you know, knock down open threes because he's going to draw a lot of attention uh, because of how he plays in transition, you know, how he can get to the basket. Uh, and if he can, you know, learn to, to, you know, share the rock once he gets down there, uh, and if guys are able to, to hit shots, you know, that's going to kind of change how Michigan is able to play offensively in general. You know, you're, you're literally looking at two different play styles depending on what point guard is in there. And that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're trying to find ways to beat teams because if one thing is working better than the other, you know, you can kind of ride that guy out. So that's where I think this is heading. You know, I don't know that it'll be a full 50-50 split of minutes because, again, you got to kind of go with old reliable who has the experience and, and can limit the turnovers. Uh, again, you know, Cade McNamara in, in the football uh, case. But, you know, when you see flashy plays – uh, you know, even though it was only six points and a couple assists, uh, and, and then a couple of air balls or one air ball and a <laughs> shot clock, uh, shot, you know, those weren't the, the, the best of moments, but mixed in there were some really awesome moments. And you just know at some point, you know, he's going to have a complete game, uh, consistently, uh, but probably this season, hopefully one or two, you know, more complete games where you, you really look at him being one of the difference makers for, for the Wolverines in, in a win. Okay, Jim Harbaugh. Let's uh, let's talk about the the elephant in the room here. The news is there is no news, right? Uh, I feel like we haven't even inched one way or the other. Him staying, him going. It's just been total silence. We got some more cryptic tweets, uh, if you want to call them cryptic, from the Michigan football Twitter account. Like, I don't have a better read on this than I have at any other point in this saga uh maybe you do mm, no you know i i'm just gonna focus on the fact that he is out on the recruiting trail you know this I is thought you're a, just gonna say that he's out <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna he's, stop <laughs> he's he you know by the time this gets published he might be you know who who knows what, what's gonna happen again i think still you know more likely to come back than not but you know to, to go coach for the 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 las vegas raiders now uh you know they've got quite a thing going you know we're able to make the playoffs after a you know it's a crazy 
season of, of controversy and, and, you know, this, that, and a third. You know, it, it's tempting. It's the highest level of football. You know, I was even watching some of the playoff games. You know, I don't watch a ton of NFL. Uh, you know, Saturdays are definitely my football games. Sundays are usually the day to, you know, go out and about, go shopping and stuff. So I don't, I don't watch a ton of NFL outside of, you know, the Lions Sunday night and then Monday night football. So I, I tuned into the playoff games. And it's fun when teams are playing well at a high level. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh loves football more than anybody. Uh, he wants to coach the best players. He wants to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, in the meantime, he's doing his job. It sounds like he's doing his job well. Uh, and, and like he said, you know, over a week ago now, that the, the rumors are more enjoyable this year. Um, and, you know, it's a little worrisome with, you know, some of the recruiting. You know, it, you make a college football playoff, it seems like there'd be a couple of more four, you know, high four, you know, five stars trending your way. Um, you know, you're, you're going to always have trouble beating out one, the, the NIL money, uh, and two, the, the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world, or an LSU, you know, with a brand new coach. But, you know, the recruiting aspect for me, though, not detrimental because the early enrollees are there and in, in the, in the 2022 squad will be well put together. You know, they've got some 2023 commitments, but, you know, what, do you, what are you telling people and how has none of that been, you know, some, some parents or some players have said, you know, he said, don't worry. He said this, he said that, you know, no one's come out and said, Hey, he's realistically unsure. It's all speculation. But, you know, at some point it seems to be more beneficial to just make that decision that you're coming back or, you know, the decision that you're leaving than just to sit on something. But Hey, who am I to rush a guy who has, you know, probably two to three really good opportunities uh, offered to him right now. Oh yeah, it's it's not a bad position to be in, even if it, I'm sure it's coming with some level of stress. Do you remember last year when we weren't sure if Jim Harbaugh was going to get fired, what was going to happen there, and he he fired Don Brown, and it was like, okay, that's a guy who's coaching like he's not leaving, like he's going to be here for at least another season. I feel the same way now. It yes, he's under contract. It's not like there's a contract expiring. Um, you just assume that if he's coming back, it's going to get reworked because of the success Michigan had. So he's continuing to work, and and I get that, and 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 it just feels like he's doing it in a way that is a little more than just the obligation stuff. You know, like oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still technically employed here. And I got to go to work. It's not like he's one of us, you know, just put in his two weeks notice and is like, I still got to show up. Uh, he's doing things that that make you think, OK, he is not planning seriously on leaving. Like he's making big hires. He's going out there recruiting like maybe I just don't pay close enough attention to the coaching carousel and all the coaches behavior but it just seems like that's a guy who plans on being around I, I, and I don't know maybe I'm wrong but uh, it just seems like he's doing more than just the obligation work I agree and you know the difference too you know Jim Harbaugh started to become peak Jim Harbaugh again and then a lot of it to do with Michigan winning games that they hadn't won historically you know, being in the college football playoff, you know, let a rip, you know, before the college football playoff. And then, <laughs> you know, not the performance you you want, but getting right back into, you know, this is the beginning, you know, one of the greatest seasons in Michigan football history. 
And what's different on the recruiting trail is it seems like you're, you're seeing him more. You know, he's doing squats today uh, while doing oh, visits. Oh, I missed you know, that. He's get, getting his workout in. You know, it, it's more it's more of a fun Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and, and to your point, you know, with, with you know, the, a coaching hire, you know, replacing Sean Nua, you know, you've got a couple of analysts being rumored to come in. Uh, you don't have a ton of players transferring out, um, at least unexpected ones. You know, a couple of guys declaring for the draft, of course. Uh, and, and then you've got guys like Jake Moody, you know, coming back uh, yeah. to, to the team. You know, Brad Robbins coming back to the team. Both guys that could definitely have NFL careers. Uh, and so there seems to be more that would lead you to believe that Jim Harbaugh is staying than, than going. You know, part of the, the, the things that I've been thinking about lately is like, is he using this, hey, the NFL wants me to his advantage? You know, he's he's going into these homes, he's going to these high schools, he's meeting with these players and parents and saying, like, hey, you could, you know, play at an institution where, where I'm going to be next fall, but, you know, I'm also wanted by the NFL. Like, that's how good of a coach I am, especially when I finally figured it out, you know, this past season and won a Big Ten championship, made it to the college football playoff. Like, maybe this is some sort of recruiting advantage that he's really leaning into. You know, I would if – I, if you start seeing – you know, transfers or decommitments, you know, higher than the level we have, then you'd start to wonder like, oh, are these guys getting ahead of the, the you know, soon to be news? Um, we're not seeing any of that. In fact, you know, Jake Moody returning just, you know, seems to, to point to like, well, he's coming back. Like they, they've got something good going there. It seems like a bad time to leave personally. Again, that could be a hundred percent biased, but after your best season, one of the best, uh, Michigan football seasons, you know, it seems like you'd want to ride out whatever new negotiated contract, hopefully some better NIL stuff. And it's not like he's that old to where he can't go coach in the NFL in a few years. You know, if it, if it happens to be a down year and people are, you know, mad, uh, want him fired again, he could go bounce the NFL then. You know, there's always going to be an NFL job open. There's always going to be a premier NFL job open. It seems like every year, you know, coaches – uh, have higher turnover than ever before, it seems. Um, he likes the Raiders. You know, I think people thought he'd love coaching for the Bears. Um, you know, I think he just liked to coach in the NFL in general. Uh, that opportunity is is not a this-year-only opportunity for him. Uh, I think he'll be back. But, again, you know, we could have a whole nother week of the same conversation. And, and at the end of the day, we literally have no clue what is going on. And that's obviously interesting territory to, to be in. And I'm just speculating here, but do you think a kicker really cares who he plays for? Because you're the, you're the kicker. No, I don't. I don't think you necessarily care who you play for. You know, he's he's playing for for Jay Harbaugh, I guess, in a sense. But you know, I think you come back because things are good or maybe even getting better. You know, there's money to be made. You know, there's NIL stuff that's happening, regardless of how involved uh, University of Michigan is as an institution. You know, there are guys that feel like they want to be a part of this. And, you know, yeah, you know, Jake Moody probably doesn't care, but I I think a guy could care. You know, you could care who you play for. I think you'd prefer to play for Harbaugh if you're on that team right now. But regardless, you know, I think he, I think they did shift the culture with the, the young coaching hires last season. I think they've got a great staff and they obviously accomplished some big things. You know, it's a, it's a good time to be there. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons you're seeing some of these more surprising, like, you know, I'm coming back. 
announcements. You know, there's a lot of guys that could have NFL careers or could at least get drafted, uh, and some of these guys are deciding to return. Uh, and then, of course, there's other guys like like Daxton Hill uh, that, you know, it's, it is time for them to go. But, no, yeah, I mean, he's doing squats today, having fun with high schoolers, trying to get people to come play for the University of Michigan. I guess I'll <laughs> assume until I hear otherwise that uh, Jim Harbaugh will be coaching this fall. What is what is Jim Harbaugh's squat? Did you get a read on that? It's hard to it's hard to tell here. It just looks like a picture. I'm sure somebody responded with with what it was, but you know, he he's been at hockey games, he's been in high school gyms, you know, he's been through multiple states, you know, he's he uh he made that comment of a couple of days with the family and then getting getting into the thick of it before uh an eventual the next dead period. So they are hitting the recruiting trails, and he's somehow balancing these NFL offers at the same time, and and in the process, not losing his current players, not losing the big recruits. You know, he's doing everything well. It seems. You know, he's getting he's getting the calls from the big dogs, and he's and he's also uh, you know keep people happy on staff and on the team. So you know, all credit to him. He's he really has turned this thing around, and it's a lot more enjoyable to talk this off season, even with some of the uncertainty, than it has been, of course, last off season. Yeah, I, I know uh, before this past season he got back to his playing weight that's what he said you know and then um when you said he was out there squatting I realized I don't even know what a good squat is clearly I don't work out okay and I'm trying to think about Jim Harbaugh like what coming up on 60 what is a good squat for somebody his age I couldn't tell you could you Go three hundred. I'm gonna give him three hundred pounds. I think I think he's got three hundred pounds. Okay. We need to do some math or something. Like add up. I mean, you can look at the plates, right, and and do some math that way. I don't know. That'll be our. Appear, I'll have to go back and look at the f- picture. It at least looked like a couple of forty fives on each side, and then the bar. So, you know, I guess that's at least. You know, it's probably closing in on two hundred. It's hard. It's hard okay. to tell here, you know. Small little <laughs> picture, you know. It doesn't look, actually, you know, it doesn't look like it's doesn't look like it's much. You know, well, it's well, at, it's at maybe least was, like a hundred and fifty. He was going for volume on that one. Oh yeah, I mean, he's just trying to get the reps in. You know, he's he's not trying to out out squat anybody. He's just trying to, you know, I can still, I can still, you know, squat. 250 you know 20 times it's like yeah it's like when yeah to me it looks like it's at least 90 plus the bar which i think is usually 35 to 45 so you know at least 150 i'd say and if he's got you know an extra 90 pounds on there then he's squatting over 200 you know the guys in the background have big smiles on their face you know got the camera phone out he's got a good smile on his face so he's not working that hard you know he's just just a camera phone i can still do this camera Camera phone. phone That's you know, like, Stetson Bennett, man, uses a flip phone, so it's actually more more common than term. you think. To... <laughs> I feel like that's a term that that we used in the back in the day to distinguish between a phone that could take pictures and a phone that was not capable of taking pictures. You you know what? You're you're not wrong. I, I was more so saying got the phone out taking a picture, but the yeah, I went with the, the short end, the camera phone. Show, shows oh. my age. They stopped producing blackberries or stopped supporting them. Uh, just throwing that out there. I don't know what kind of phone you carry around, but I'm I'm gonna start referencing the camera phone. 
<laughs> Every chance I get, I it's the it. camera phone. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, I guess. Uh, and then come back next week. And gosh, I mean, I really hope uh, we get some closure on this thing one way or the other. And, and you know, I, if there's nothing there or if it's the news we weren't hoping for, uh, we can just keep talking about Michigan basketball. I don't know. By that point, yep. Michigan will have played at least one game, uh, play Sunday, but they also play Wednesday at at 6.30, a little bit of an odd tip for a weeknight, but whatever. Uh, but we'll come back and, and you know keep talking about this stuff that makes us happy mostly. We'll try to anyway and, and can't avoid stuff that makes us a little sad or even angry sometimes, but that's what we'll do. So take care out there, everybody, and go blue. Go blue.